This is the Australian Hunting Podcast, hunting, shooting and fishing radio on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Here's the host of the show, Jason Selms. Welcome back to the Australian Hunting Podcast here on the AHP Digital Radio Network, the only dedicated hunting, shooting and fishing radio show here in Australia. If you'd like to find out more about AHP, visit australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. If you would like to email us, then you can go to the website and click on the contact icon. Or alternatively, you can email me directly at australianhuntingpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to listen to the Australian Hunting Podcast, you can visit the website and click on the archived podcast link. You can also subscribe to the Australian Hunting Podcast on iTunes for automatic updates. Make sure you leave a comment and rate us five stars on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. On Facebook, you can find us under Australian Hunting Podcast, where listeners are sharing ideas, thoughts and opinions, as well as photos and videos. Twitter.com forward slash AH podcast if you'd like to follow our Twitter feed. You can also check out my videos on YouTube under the name Aussie Feral Control. Alternatively, all social media links can be found on the website. Everyone knows I love my listeners, but I've got especially some extra special love for my donating listeners. If you'd like to donate or do a monthly subscription to the show, go to the website and click on the donate button on the right-hand side of the main page and show your support, which is always appreciated. That helps us keep the lights on in this joint and pay those bills. We have over 65 hours of free podcasting audio content to date for you all to enjoy. Share the Australian Hunting Podcast with your friends and family and get as many people as you know into hunting, shooting and fishing as possible so they can enjoy this fantastic lifestyle that we all love. So as usual, without further ado, let's get into my interview with today's guest. This is Rod Drew, CEO of Field and Game Australia. This is Rob Fickling from Beyond the Divide and Maroka 30. Hi, this is Col Allison, hunter, journalist for 42 years and a shooter. Hi, this is Russell Mark, Olympic gold medalist. This is Charlie Jacoby from Field Sports Britain. Hey everybody, it's Tom Knapp and you're listening to the Australian Hunting Podcast. Right, James Frugia, welcome to the Australian Hunting Podcast. Thanks for coming on the show to be part of our Everyday Hunter segment. Thank you. Hey, Jace. Awesome, awesome to be on the show here. Yep, no worries, mate. Tell us, um, I guess, tell us a little bit about yourself first, you know, whether you, you sort of enjoy hunting, you enjoy you know, a bit of shooting, do you enjoy the fishing or all of the above and how you got into it? All right, so I'll start from the, from the start. So I live in, I live in Victoria. Um, yep. I'm currently 18. I'm still in year 12. I'm um, doing my VCE. And um, oh, when, I'm, when I'm given the opportunity... Um, I'll take it to go out hunting or, or fishing or, or you know, uh, outdoor activities. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did you sort of mate get into it? Did you like? Are you come from a family of hunters? Do you do you, yeah, your father hunt, your grandpa, or is it a family tradition? Or how did you actually sort of get into get into the hunting, the shooting, and the fishing? I think I think I was um, first exposed to shooting uh, through my dad, probably at around eight or nine years old. Um, yeah, just like going out hunting with dad and tagging along and, you know, I, I won't forget 
at my grandparents' farm holding this uh, this old Hessian bag as he'd, as he'd be <laughs> shooting all these pest animals and everything, and I'd be collecting the shells, and I'd be all surprised, and just the smell of gunpowder, I just, just that memory of, of that smell of gunpowder, you know, smelling the, smelling the cartridge as, as, as it's been fired. Um, so Dad's, Dad's been pretty instrumental in that regard. Um, my brother's... My brother's been big in it too. He, as of late, he takes me around. Um, we always um, coordinate uh, certain approaches to hunting, um, especially deer or like, you know other other animals. And yeah, it's, it's more of a family thing. That's 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 how I've been introduced to it. Um, but now, like I've got my peas and everything, I'm more personal. I can you know I'm more independent now. But I still obviously if I'm if uh, the family wants to tag along, you know, go with them and, and mates, it's just it's awesome. It's just a it's a good activity to go outside and enjoy the outdoors and you know kick back with mates and everything. So yeah, do you still hunt with your uh, brother and your dad? You've only got one brother. You got sisters or any uh, more brothers? How many sort of in the family? Yeah, so there's six all up in my family. There's uh, two sisters. I've got I've got a mum, dad, and a brother, and all, we, we we've all fired a gun before. Um, yeah, my my brother and my dad and myself were the were the big hunters in the family. The girls are just um, more or less like, oh man, whatever, hunting, shooting, whatever. That's that's the boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but mum, I I give her a fair shout. Mum's been very good with preparing and cooking all the game foods that we um that we dispatch. Um, you know, whether it's, whether it's venison schnitzels or. Or rabbit pie. Oh, it's just it's fantastic. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Just what what she prepares, what she does. It's like I mean, I'm eating in a in a restaurant every day. You know, a gourmet restaurant. It's fantastic. Yeah. I know. So different yeah. different cultures. If you don't mind me asking, James, what's your what's your cultural background? All right. So mum mum is Italian, full full Italian, and dad is Maltese. So that's probably where the hunting comes from. Uh, um, I've found especially um, with my hunting kind of mates and everything that. Um, the Maltese have a have a real keen eye for fishing and hunting. Yeah. And um, yeah, like my nanu um, also is, is a shooter and a hunter, and um, he passed that down to my dad, and and it went on. But even, even still, like my mum's side, like they're Italian, and I, I've been told stories that um, that my grand my nonno used to always have you know a shot in the back of the car, and cause <laughs> oh, he used yeah. to work in in Calabria, uh for. Oh, what was it? it was some some trucking business, and whenever there was a was a, there was a pest or a, you know a fox or such on a, on a property, he'd knock it down. Yeah. You know, yeah. just back then, back in those days in the in the fifties and sixties, it was a norm. And, and yeah. Yeah. What did you do when you were out with your, your your dad? What sort of you know? I mean, you live in Victoria, quite a really good hunting place down there. I mean, very very accepted by the government. Uh, yeah. What was sort of when you were a kid? What was sort of some of the things you hunted when you were a kid with dad? Um, as a kid, probably more basic, like into rabbits, uh, rabbits, birds, so more shotgun, more shotgunning. Yeah. Um, and then as, as I got older, the more I went out, so I think when I was, I was 12, 13, I went on my, on, on my first proper trip, that was to Deniloquin in New South Wales, uh, for a pig trip, and that was, that was, oh, fanatic, I mean, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't shooting, that was more just, uh, Dogs and knives, but just still like the the adrenaline and just just watching how it all how it all unfolds and everything. Yeah, I mean, that's you, just yeah. 
Sorry, go. Did you do you have? Do you live sort of? Uh, you live in the, uh, the city of Victoria in Melbourne? Do you live on the outskirts? Do you live sort of in a rural property? What's the sort of location? Um, I'd say more outskirts of Melbourne. So there's Melbourne, and I'm probably half an hour um, west in Hopper's Crossing, which is near Werribee. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. It's all right. I mean, like, everyone says Victoria, you know, the, the best place, the, the best state in Australia for deer hunting, which is a, which is the Alpine area. Um, I'm probably about two hours from, from the Alpine and probably about three to the, to the real thick of it. Um, but I mean, like, in my area, there's, just, there's, there's so many different opportunities. Say, for example, every Tuesday night, I'm shooting rabbits with Dad, just outside of Werribee Point Cook, which is which, which is uh, about half about 15 minutes drive from where we are. Or a weekend, Julian, my, my brother Julian and I might um, pack the bags, get the ute ready, and go off to around Castlemaine or around Ballarat area. And, you know, is that is that a coastal area, Point Cook? Because I got a friend that I'm sure I got a friend that you know, one of my Facebook. I used to work with him years ago, and that, that's a coastal area, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's it actually um, backs on pretty much to Port Phillip Bay. That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, good. What, and tell us, mate. Tell us about the cooking. Mum cooking these rabbits. Did she have you? And when you were younger, oh, yeah. did she bring them home? I mean, I know the different cultures. My, my mate is a, is a Cypriot, mate. It, it, they love the hares, bringing home the hares, yeah, eating yeah, the hares. Yeah. I mean, every every as I was saying, every Tuesday night we go out and and we shoot a lot of hares also, along with rabbits and everything. And we have a mate of ours um, that absolutely loves hares and. <laughs> and um, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't quite understand it because I've been told that hairs are tough and this and that. But one time he he gave me some hair, and I tell you what, it was the best game meat I've ever tasted. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's it's how you cook it, like wild rabbits. Like we, I'm Maltese, and um, oh, I can for as long as I can remember, uh, my parents and my nanu and, and all that, we've all been breeding domestic rabbits. And um, everyone says that domestic rabbits is the best and everything, you know, most tenderest meat and the most fat and everything, you know, it's flavoursome and everything. Uh, but the game animals, it's just that lean meat and that game taste that once you marinate it with vinegar and everything, oh, it comes up even better. Like, just it's how you do it. Like, even deer, you know, if you tenderise it, marinate it, oh, beef, beef, chicken, schnitzels just can't compare to venison. Mm. And that's straight off honest. Yeah, I know. It's always it good, up, the yeah. cultures. always is how you prepare the food, and especially with the different cultures. I find, I mean, the Australian culture sort of, you know, I guess we came from convicts or whatever, unless it's the, yeah, you know, the ab- all the Aboriginal culture. I find the food is generally, you know, sort of bland, if that sort of makes sense, because, yeah. you know, I, I, I like eating a lot of cultures. I like the Indians, the curries. I love the sort of yeah. Italian food. I love, you know, kebabs, yeah. you know. You name it, sort of, you know, I love the Mexican food. It's yeah. just, you know, it really Pretty is. Pretty much, we have the animals. But it's the um, but it's the cultures, all the different nationalities, that really make use of it and just turn it into something special, and that's and that's and that's and that's brilliant in itself. Like Australia is a quite a diverse country when it goes to um, to cultures and nationalities, and yep. and cooking is probably probably the best way that that illustrates that. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many different uh, types of or ma- ways in which in which foods can be cooked, and, and game species is one of them. You know, and that's and that's on the rice too. I mean, I, I work at Woolies part-time, yep. and um, every now and then I'll be on, on the cash register, and every now and then, you, you know, people are buying kangaroo meats and, and this and that, and, and no, it's, it's good to see, yeah. Yeah, it is, mate. Tell us the perspective from a young hunter, what it's like, 
you know, being in this sport. And also tell us about, I mean, obviously, you, you just said you, you, you're still at school. I mean, do a, lot, do a lot of your school friends sort of know you go out hunting and what do they say about it? Um, not really. Like, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if bragging is the right term, but <laughs> yeah. um, I don't advocate to everyone that I'm a hunter. I'm just, I just go along with it. Um, am I proud to be one? Yes, I am. Um, how do I feel about it? Well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm proud of it. But also, at times, um, I can feel a bit um, well, embarrassed by such, you know. I mean, like, we yeah. live in a society where we're pretty much, it's, 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 uh, it's looked down upon, you know. It's partly the fault of the media and, and uh, misconception of people and everything. But, like, you know, in a school environment, if you mention hunting or, or shooting, you know. Like, fishing's all right as an outdoor activity. Motorbike riding is very common. But um, shooting... Uh, not as such. I mean, I, I know I'm in the CFA now, and in my in my brigade, there's a few oldies there, and they'll tell me stories how in their school curriculum they had they had shooting sports entrenched, you know, within it. And that, to me, it was like, whoa, that, that's amazing. And he was telling me, you know, we we were shooting Bren guns and and this and that, and like it just shows you a shift of attitude, you know, it just shifts his um, view towards guns over time. Um, which is sad in a way because, you know, you can't really um, exercise or, you know, be proud of your identity, you know, in front of people and everything. You yeah. kind of feel a bit iffy, yeah. What have been people's, say, reactions, you know, when uh, you've let them know you're a hunter? Has it been uh, positive, negative, bit of a mix? I mean, can you tell us any sort of, you know, stories where, you know, it might have come up in conversation or with a, a family yeah. friend? What's sort of been the reaction? Um... Most of the time, it's shock because um, majority of people that I um, that I associate with are pretty much not hunt, or never really fired a gun in their life. Most young people today um, are quite are quite disengaged with um, with shooting sports and uh, outdoor activities. So, no, they're they're all they're all surprised. But um, once you tell them, um, obviously obviously in a, in a safe manner, but once you tell them, you know how fun it is and what you do, you know, it just it appeals to them because it's it's just that 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 sense of freedom. That whoa, I'm in the outdoors, I'm by myself, I'm mucking around with my mate, I'm shooting tins in the campfire in the morning. You know, this is beautiful, this is awesome. You know, it's just that that feeling. I mean, one story I, I actually read an article on this, but I, I had a kid last year when I was I was in year eleven last year. He was in year twelve, and this was through the through the school chess club, and I'm um. Very proud. I'm I'm a great chess player. Uh, number number one since year seven. So, uh, um, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, he was. Um, it was actually through a game, and and it came upon us about chess, and and I was talking to him, and you know, he was a bit he was a bit afraid, but he didn't know, you know, what what to kind of expect about it. But I just spoke him through it. But he kind of um, got to be in, got to be interested in it, and um, one thing led to another. We kind of pursued it. And um, yeah, he finally got his gun license, and yeah, no, it's good. It was, it was a good story. I mean, like you know, someone who's never fired a gun before, you know, did everything but it. Like he, he he's um, written jet skis, uh, rider bikes, everything, just like shooting. Um, so when it came to it, like for him to get his gun license, and you know, just really made me proud. And that was that was a, that's a good memory. I mean, you know, because it's it's a long process. It's not like. Like I know, I know a lot of guys that say, "Oh, shooting's awesome. I'd love to, you know, I'd love to get shooting, you know, I'd love to get into it and everything." Uh, and I just think, yes, that's good, that's fantastic. But 
It's a long process. You've got to wait three months, mate. Three months straight out the bat. What do you mean? Well, you were to book, you were to book a safety test or, or, a, um, or a gun license test. You know, that, that, that could be a month. All right, you book it. You get it. All right. Finally, sit the test. Boom, done it. Certificate. Fill out your application. Attach the certificate. Send it in. One month. It comes back with your card. Beautiful. Now I want to buy a gun. Another month. All right. Oh, three months. It, it, it's a lengthy process. And once someone that's keen looks at that, they kind of feel a bit deterred to go through it. I mean, I don't know if that's the, if that's the purpose or the aim of the, of the whole licensing process, but uh, if it is, it's doing a pretty good job of it. I mean, it's been pretty... Um, <laughs> Mate, what animals? I know you've, you already said you enjoy certain, you know, with your dad and stuff like and your brother. So what's your... Let's go to your, ga- your game species or ferals, whatever it may be. What's your, what's your number one you like to hunt? Your number one on the list. Um, the most favourite one is probably a fox. I mean, the old cunning fox is is good to get because they're they're so smart and um and all that. But but no, not, I mean, like nothing's wrong with rabbits. I mean, if you if you if you want to ask my dad that question, what's your favourite animal to hunt? It'd be either uh, rabbit, deer, or some animal that you can eat. Meanwhile, but uh, for myself, it's you know, it's just that challenge. I mean, deer is very good. I've been deer hunting many times, but I've only got one. It's just that challenge. So, um, foxes are good because it's, it's like a challenge. Deer is good because um, it's also that challenge. Yep. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be those two. Yeah. So, they're your top two, mate. What, do you participate? Uh, a lot of people are into a lot of different things in, you know, hunting, shooting, and fishing. They, you know, some guys love their, their rifle shooting. Some guys like their pistols and their clay targets. Some people just hunt. Some people like, you know, rock fishing, beach fishing, whatever it may be. So what other non-related, say, hunting activities do you, you know, do? You do? Do, you, do you get into the do target shooting clays? Would anything like that? or? Um, I have done clays before, um, before the rice season, so like, duck mitigation. Oh yep, yep. That's good. my favourite, mate. That's yeah, my favourite. Yeah, yeah, it's your favourite. Um, <laughs> like for that, like dad'll dad'll always be like, you know, let's go to Clay's and get our eye in um, for ducks, and you know, we we go down to the range and have a crack. Um, but that's pretty much about it. Even rifle shooting. I mean, the only time <clears throat> that I go to the range is to uh, is to sight my might sight my gun in, and um, I mean, yeah, just. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like uh, seasonal. I mean, in in summer, I'd be I'd be I'd be out fishing all the time, but during the winter, during the cooler months, um, it's all it's all hunting. Yeah, mate. If you could, this is a hard one, sort of to break down. But I want to hear your opinion on if you if you could tell us what it means to be a hunter, shooter, and or fisherman, or even just for you for hunting depends on what specific you're into. Uh, what does it mean the 20th century to be a hunter, shooter, or fisherman? Do you think and breaking it down so people can understand what it means? So to me, shooting means oh, pretty much one word: freedom. I mean, it's, it's hunting is pretty much the the only activity or one of the few activities in where you, where I feel that I'm that I'm safe. I feel safe. I feel that I'm I'm in, I'm enjoying the the outdoors, and I'm also spending valuable time with the ones who I care about. Um, it's just yeah, it's just you feel you feel. Home, you just feel homely and just and just right, you know. It's just that inside feeling, and it's hard to describe. It's like that sixth that sixth sense that you have. It's it's hard to describe, but um, no, it's just awesome. G'day, I'm Peter Johnson from the Shooters and Fishers Party, and you're listening to the Australian Hunting Podcast. 
I've been a hunter and a fisher all my life. It's in my blood, and I want to make sure that the next generation of hunters and fishers have the same opportunities that I did when growing up. That's why I'm standing as a candidate for the Shooters and Fishers Party. No other party is fighting for the rights of firearm owners and fishers, and in March 2015, I'll be asking for your support to continue the fight for our rights. To find out more, please visit us, www.sfp2015.org.au. For everything Bushnell, go to Red Fox Outdoor Supplies online store. For a full range of Bushnell rifle scopes, rangefinders, binoculars, night vision, spotting scopes and hoppies gun cleaning products. Red Fox are also major online retailers for the popular Aussie Maxbox brand and the rest of the innovative products distributed by Eagle Eye Hunting Gear. All at Red Fox Outdoor Supplies. So go to the website redfoxoutdoorsupplies.com.au or phone Greg on 0412 495 712. Do you hunt deer and want to learn the correct techniques for a quality wall mount and premium eating venison? SSAA Sydney Branch provides hunter education courses to help you become a better hunter and to utilise harvested game in the most effective way possible. Course content includes gunning, butchering and caping from experienced hands-on instructors using locally harvested deer. There is no gear required and also includes a barbecue lunch. Courses are held every first Sunday of each month with an 8am sign-in for a 9am start. Course running time is approximately 6 hours and the venue is Silverdale Rifle Range. Cost is $50 per person so call Andy Mallon at Silverdale Rifle Range on 02-4653-1440 or visit SSAAsydney.net. When you go out there and you're out hunting, what is it about... You know, hunting, shooting, and fishing, that sort of keeps you coming back. And, wh- and what is it about it that you, you know, obviously we discussed, you know, freedom, but what, what do you enjoy about it? Was it? Is it the aspects of it? Is it the, is it the safety? As you know, you said freedom, but what, you know, when you go out there and you think, can you not wait to your next hunt? And what sort of, what keeps you coming back again? Because I know a lot of people have done it before. They've got their license. They've gone out for three months or they've done all that process we spoke about. Then they realize it's not, you know, it may, may not be gung-ho or they're not going to be, you know, it's not, you know, high volume shooting where you can, as you said you, you, before, like a lot of people, you go, deer hunting you might never ever shoot a shot it's not what they think it's going to be so what keeps you sort of coming back you know every so that every time you you know looking forward to going out well thanks for deer hunting what what makes me keep going back um isn't so much to to get that deer but just to learn more about the area and and just and just that serenity just to go out there and, and enjoy the wilderness um but it goes to like rabbit shooting or um or even like sporting, sports shooting, like clay targets. It's more, um, I'd say, people, like meeting new people. That kind of inspires me. I mean, I, I mean, I love meeting new people or new shooters and just um, just educating them. It kind of like makes me want to go out in my own time to learn more, just so I can pass that information on to them, just so I'm more experienced and, you know, as a as a as someone who to um who who can guide these new people. It's just it's just better, you know. Exactly, mate. What do you enjoy? But you know, you go out to the bush. You might go a bit far. You might go up into that deer country or wherever it may be. Or up onto the rice. What do you like being? What do you like? Uh, what do you enjoy about being out in the bush? Um, just the wilderness, serenity. 
it's peaceful, it's nice, but it's just it's a good time just to unwind and and just to bond with the people you love and care about. I mean, the memories like that, you know, with with, your, with, with like my my brother or my dad, are just the ones you cherish forever. I mean, like motorbike riding is good, but you can't hear each other talk. Um, swimming is good, but you can't communicate, or you know, you can't get food out of it. Or same as motorbike riding, there's so much expenditure on on petrol and and everything, but there's there's no there's no uh, final reward in in terms of food. Um, which is kind of a bit odd, but yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. You probably enjoy going. I mean, as I said, you, as I said before, you, you know, Victoria's a great state to be able to hunt and shoot in. Absolutely. You know, you talk about the rice before. Do you, you and your dad and your brother, you, you, you guys enjoy doing that? Do you do it every year? Because I mean, Victoria has an awesome, you know, awesome duck season down there, which is you know part of the culture down there in Victoria. Do you get involved in that? Yeah, duck hunting is pretty big, Danny. Um, I've been told that it, that it's dropped off, but. There's there's always that that mad rush in all gun shops in the in the state about duck season, so I'll dismiss those claims. But no, it's pretty big. I mean, duck season down here is for the past four years. I mean, they've all been full seasons, and it's been pretty good. It's been good. Everyone's everyone's had a few um, a few runs out there. I mean, some some years the the birds will go north or south or or this way or that way. But um, it's just that event, it's just that lead up, that opening. Everyone goes out on opening, and just seeing all the shooters out there is like, it's kind of warming. It's like, you know, whoa, this is this massive gathering around Lake Colac or, or Lake Lonsdale. It's like, whoa, you know, I'm proud to be a hunter. Look how many people, you know, are, are with me, you know, and, you know, camping out at, at 5.30 in the morning, waiting for that for that 7.15 start. And it's just, yeah. Excellent. But like back, back with the rice, I mean, the rice is good. But as soon as the sun goes down, she's not that good because the mosquitoes coming up. So that <laughs> yeah. kills you. Oh damn, that kills you. Yeah, and the, and the and the moths and everything like that is terrible, isn't yeah. it? Mm. Mate, do you hunt? I know we were talking about before. You said mum cooking up the food, and it's an interesting thing because a lot of people say to me, you know, how do you, you know, how do you sort of enjoy it? But let's be honest, if you know. A lot of people go out there and for whatever reason, whether you're a pest controller, you know, whether you hunt for meat or it's something you enjoy, it's up to that person what they want to do with their particular, you know, kill. So if it's the deer or foxes or rabbits, whatever. Yeah. But do, do you hunt for meat, uh, for culture, or purely just for feral animal control? But why do you hunt in particular? Because again, a lot of people out there, I've never heard someone say to me, "Oh, listen, you know, I don't like guns, I don't, you know, but I'm, I want to get me gun license to go out there and help feral animals, but I don't like shooting." Let's be honest, we all love it. So, yeah. you know, what is it? What is it? Sort of, you know, do you hunt for the meat, the culture, or why do you hunt in particular? Um, probably straight off culture. Yes, culture, because with with dad and and my brother and, the, and my family and my my grandparents or whatever. It's, it's culture. I mean, I reckon, in my opinion, the best part of hunting is is the preparation, which is quite kind of weird. I mean, everyone says it's the kill. The kill is the best. It's the it's the thrilling, exciting moment of the kill. But I, I, in my opinion, it's it's the preparation. I mean, talking to dad and, and my brother about which ammunition we should bring and, and what else to bring, and, and then he'll ask me, "Oh, James, how'd you find this ammo?" You know, well, what about this and that? And just, just those questions around, you know, around the youth packing the tents and whatever in, it's just that bonding. Um, another reason I hunt is for food. That's, that's a given. Um, also to protect the environment from pests, animals, so rabbits and foxes, and you've got other ferals, cats in particular. Yeah. Um, and also one that I'd also push is um, just freedom. I mean, exercising my freedoms. 
which yeah. is probably one that um isn't isn't said too much but um shooting is shooting is definitely a freedom i mean if it's if it was a privilege it, it can be taken away from you um by the get go from a government or such but um yeah definitely yeah. exercising your freedoms good stuff man i know you t- you talked about before uh, I had a chat with my other co-host Mario, who I do another show with, and I know I heard you do a lot of uh, a fair bit of writing uh, for stories for the Sporting Shooters Association uh, mag, the, their monthly magazine. Yes, Tell I'm a I'm a I'm a freelance writer oh, for Sporting Shooters. Yeah, how do you? It's, it's how, not, how, sorry, go on. Yeah, it's not quite contract work, but um, it's pretty much get a call and you know talk to the editor or, or such. And um, how did you get into it though? How did you get into doing that? Um. Well, the actual story was I won't forget it because it doesn't really relate to it. But um, it was a, it was a way home from the boat ramp one one summer one summer afternoon from Sabbath fishing. I think we bagged out. Actually, no, it was the morning because we bagged out. Yeah, it was morning, and um, driving down the main road, and on my phone, it was I was on the WSLA website page because I got an email from them about this update or such or whatever. And I clicked, I clicked on it, and one thing led to another. I was on this freelance writing page, and I thought, ooh, that's an idea. I'd love to see, you know, I'd love to read a magazine and see me in it. I mean, I mean, you know, it'd be awesome and everything. And then I thought about what I could write about, and then um, at the time, it was the year of t- 2012, and the slogan of WSWA was the year, the year of the hunter. And, um, I mean, there were so many articles in that, in that um, you know, so many articles in the magazines of that year about, how hunting is an effective tool for environment management and this and that, and about you know, cost-effective means of pest destruction compared to other forms of methods of control and such. So I thought, you know, how could I, how could I produce an article or construct an, or construct an article that um, kind of relates with that? So um, I just thought, you know, basic rabbits. Rabbits are a pest. You know, they they cause land degradation and and such, so I thought, yeah, why not? I'll make, I'll make an article on that. So I've got a property down the road, well, probably 15 minutes away, and, and I thought, that's, that's, that's the spot. So um, I went there one day and took some photos of my hunt, and um, the, the article was titled, A Local Pest Control Hunt. So pest control links with Year of the Hunter, and, and you know, local being good, because, you know, today, in today's world, or today's... Um, society everyone's kind of struck into time and busy and so yeah it kind of appeals to a, a good audience and yep and then I think the last how often do you write for them though how often do you get to write to them is it a monthly thing or is it a it's whenever you say sort of you want to send one in how does it sort of work um i've got two published so far and there's there could be talks of one more but I'm not too certain on that but um in terms of how many i've sent in oh i've sent in probably Oh, probably five or six different articles. Um, not all, not all get rejected. All get get accepted, I should say. Most get rejected. Fine tuning or, or just um, just uh, just to, just, just yeah, just sort of expand on that. Just just a little bit. When you, I mean, I've never actually, <laughs> I've never written an article for a. I, actually, I have. I wrote one for uh, Shoot Ferals from Dave Brazier. Bore it up your magazine, and the Shoot Ferals magazine that uh, I'd read a two page write up in that about our freedoms. Uh, about yeah. getting our rights back to stop fight, we need to keep fighting and not give up. Um, so when you, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not sure of the process, but when you send one in, um, I mean, obviously, they, obviously they've got to reject some due to the fact that they've probably got too many coming in. They've only got limited space. But 
um, what's the process? And what, what do you mean when you say that there's some when you when you send it in? Uh, do they ever ask you to to change anything that's in there or anything like that? All right. So the process is pretty much contact the editor and just um, submit your ID or send in your ID on um, your article, and they'll and they'll return with whether it's a good idea or you know they they, they don't quite require an article that um, that topic or that or that nature at that yeah. particular time. So, uh, what, was, what, was the, what was the second part of the question? I yeah. Forgot. So, like, what what happens with if you just say you just say let's say they say yep yeah, they like they, they they like the idea you're giving in right they 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 like it they want to do it so you do your write up you've obviously got your photos uh, when obviously they read it do they ever request any uh, editing or what like is, do they require yeah. any editing or they send it back to you and say we don't like this this and this or do they generally print them as you've actually drafted them up? Um. Well, naturally, when I write my articles, I, I, I attempt to um, inscribe a bit of, a bit of freedom, a bit of, um, a bit of other, you know, um, freedom-related slogans or phrases or, um, or phrasing or phrases or such, and um, yep. you know, just, just certain, just certain, um, certain things there have to be toned down a bit, um, for because I'm not too sure. Yep. Um, I've inquired about it, but no, it's what the um, it's what the magazine says. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna uh, go against that. So I'm just happy to, to have my articles in there to be to be heard a bit and just um, and there because it's it's one of those um, it's one of those areas. I mean, article writing and and everything. It's one of those areas that or those industries where I'd, I'd like to pursue um, when I'm older. Um, I mean, there's there's a few big newspapers. Uh, like the Weekly Times, the Weekly Times is a big one. That's yeah. that's owned by the Herald Sun, and that's uh, Victoria White. I think it might be in other states as well, but Victoria White. And there was an old um, there was an old guy that used to do a shooting column, and he retired. So as he went out, it kind of to me thought, oh, there's a there's a gap there. So even that, I mean, Weekly Times have my column in there once every two weeks. That's that's my aim with, with article writing. Yep. Have you ever had to explain to someone, like, you know, you've, you've obviously come up against people that may have heard that you've hunted and they might have had an issue with it. Have you ever had to explain to someone that's never hunted, you know, even shot? Some people haven't even fished, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Have you, have you had to explain it to them? All the, yeah, quite quite often. I mean, um, <clears throat> pretty much pretty much from from this this rabbit episode every every Tuesday night, um, we have a contract with the with this um, with this land, and we we cull or oh, we used to cull in the hundreds. Now it's kind of gone down a bit as the population decreased. But we used to cull heaps, and um, we'd all skin them and everything, and and, and give them away. But um, people would often ask me, you know, why do you why do you kill deers or why do you kill rabbits? Why do you kill so many rabbits for? Just go buy it from the supermarket. Go buy your meat from the supermarket. <laughs> and I just think. Um, you know, Nick or or, or Ross. Um, you know, the meat from the supermarket is killed anyway by a bolt gun. I'm just shooting them. What's the, what's the difference? Well, you know, there's still meat end of the day, and they go, oh, yeah, that's true actually. Yeah, true. Yeah, all good. yeah, true, man. That's that's actually true. It just shows that um, that disconnected. You know that that you know how people are are so far disengaged, and you know with um with shooting and everything. Absolutely, man. It's, it's Some of the questions they ask. Are, a pretty, a pretty, uh, pretty stupid. But they're all. It's it's because they're dumbfounded. They're they they they've never been taught 
yep. or um, that they've never witnessed or, or, or such, you know. Yeah, I mean, obviously you work for, you said you was working, helping this, I guess, I presume it's some sort of farmer or landowner, but what are some of the benefits uh, that you've seen from hunting and shooting that you've contributed to by, say, removing these feral animals from this private uh, owner's land? I mean, is he running sheep or what? what's generally been the positives of removing those, say, rabbits, for an example, from that farmer's land? Um, this Tuesday night thing isn't a farm. I have done okay. farms before and, and it's good, but this is a park. Um, in Victoria, in Victoria, you can't shoot national parks or or, um, or state or I think um, state parks or state. Um, you know, there's, there's a whole list of reserves that you can't shoot in and flora and, and fauna parks and, and whatever. Um, but this particular thing, I, I got a I got a gig with um, through the AA's or in Victoria, Victoria AA. We have a we have a program with Parks Victoria. We have a good deal with them, so Parks would give us. Well, we have a, we have a deal with parks where we we manage their land, and um, through that working working with that a lot, we kind of establish um, contacts and everything. And now it's just turned into a weekly or you know a week by week uh, hunt, and it's turned out really good. I mean, I know in in, in New South Wales you had that that New, that uh, parks thing, and, and there was an uproar of protest by shooters saying it's it's not good because it's supervised and everything. Yeah, I yeah. mean that was like us. I was like, ooh. I'd hate to be shooting a gun at, at a rabbit with a guy staring down my barrel or my, or my neck. If I miss this or if I shoot it in the guts, you know, damn, I'll, I'll, you know, it makes me look like an idiot. Hunters are defaced, this, this and that. But it's not quite the case. I mean, the first night we went there with every program we do, I'm in, I'm in a few programs, and the first night is always the most, is always the biggest present of rangers. I mean, there'll be rangers present, but as as the program goes on, the rangers decrease. I mean. I've never had a ranger in my car or, or with me at, at the time shooting, so it's pretty it's pretty chilled out. I mean, it's just it's just the, the title of um, of shooting in a national park and how it's going to be supervised. I think the term supervised is 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 used or given um, just to make the, the the general public feel that you know the program in in this wilderness area that's different to state forests. You know, it's going to be controlled and everything. So I purposely exaggerated that um, national park um, uh, scenery. Really, in reality, state parks and, and uh, national parks pretty much the same, I reckon, on what I've experienced. I know you were talking about um, freedom, firearms ownership, and you're writing for the magazines. Uh, what's your thoughts on firearms ownership in Australia, say, at the moment? See, I'd like, I'd like for it to increase you know, to be more strong and have a great presence and everything. But, like, the way it is now, don't get me wrong, I'd love to see it increase and everything. I mean, but the the number of shooters now is still quite high. I mean, there's roughly 800,000 800, out of, what, 21 million. So there's still 5% of the people that you know are hunters, or 5% of the, of the population are hunters. So it's so it's still a, it's still a fair portion, but what I think... Um, is lacking in the in the average hunter is just that just that um, the attitude towards freedom and no, nobody really knows or um, or ex or just has that thought about freedom. I mean, people aren't really like no one's really taught how to think, but it's just that ability to know. Yep, this is my culture. You can't take it away from me because I'm not affecting you. You're not affecting me. And just because some madman who illegally got a gun and just he doesn't even have a license and he probably stole the gun or such or whatever 
crazy, bizarre manner who had some syndrome or such, went on a shooting spree or, or committed an offence, why should I, as a law-abiding citizen, be, be restricted and regulated and this and that? And I have to saw my guns here and I have to go to the range six times a year to continue my, gun, my handgun license and all this other crap. It's, 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 um, it's crazy. And, and just having this, it goes back to this, just the mindset of, of shooters. I mean, what's lacking is just that, just that ego. We, get, we, we have to be more, we have to have a, a drive and just, and just force and just tell people and, and lobby and, 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 and such and just, and just, and just, um, you know, just, just send a message to society, I suppose. Not, not just, um, the MPs of Parliament and our representatives, just a society, that hunting is legitimate and that there are normal people, not rednecks, but normal people who shoot and hunt and fish. You know, it's just, it's just that. And, and once that attitude starts to change, oh, by God, the, the laws will change. I mean, after all, the MPs re, um, reflect our views. They have to represent our views. They're you know, part of representative government. And if they don't, They'll be um, they'll yep. be uh, booted out. They won't be elected. So it's just that it's just that attitude change. And in America, the the big powerful NRA pretty much um, pay pay their way or pay people. No, not not so much pay people, but they have a massive sum of money and they advocate oh, in in mass media forms. And people, you know, are pretty much taught that way. Meanwhile, here. There isn't that way. I mean, we have we have we have a big organisation, WSWA, but um, just that just that drive with people. I mean, it, it's sad. Like I won't forget one time at the bank, I was I was queuing up, and this guy, he was a a, a bow hunter. I was talking to him, and um, he was telling me how the the the, the long arm registry is a good thing because it can track crime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I was just thinking, how can it track crimes? And he goes, because every bullet out of a gun shoots differently, and they can track it. But I'm thinking, how do they? It's just, it's just bizarre. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to explain it because it's just so bizarre my thinking about it. So I just, oh, I just, it's just stuff like that. Like people just, do, like people know about shooting and everything, but they just don't have that logic. So all it takes for that guy there, is for an MP to go, hang on a sec, guys, you know, guns are being stolen. Guns are being stolen, you know. This guy here has 30 guns. He lost all his guns because someone broke into his house. How about we make a limit? No more than four. Two rifles, two shotguns. Come on, guys. This guy goes, yeah, that's fair enough. That's true. I'm going to defend <laughs> that. That's true. I'm going to start defending that government's decision. No, you have to have that mindset that, you know, hang on a second. No, this is my this is my life. This is my freedom. This is my culture. I'm going to stand up for it. No one's going to take it away from me or, you know, regulate it. Yeah, no, good stuff, mate. I mean, you're obviously uh, 18. Uh, you, you obviously you're going to be bestowed with the right to vote soon, or you already have voted. I'm not sure, you know, what part of that, how old you're 18, like how how long ago you turned 18. Uh, do you vote for any, uh, or will you vote for any pro-gun political parties? And I guess you know you don't have to tell us who you vote for, who you would vote for if you don't want to. But uh, what are your options down there in Victoria, and would you vote for the pro-gun parties? Yeah, so there are a few um, pro-gun. Party to see. I think there's uh, Country Alliance, and, and I think the shooters, shooters and fishers might be uh, having a branch down here. But really, like, I'm not afraid to um, reveal my political identity or anything. So um, I'll just, I'm more interested in the pro-freedom, less government regulation uh, policy parties. Um, 
one I can think of straight away is um, the Liberal Democrats. I mean, naturally, I'm a Liberal. My parents were uh, are Libertarians, and just the just the concept the concept of Libertarianism appealed to me. I mean, I want to live in a society that's just less regulated. Like no one's no one's staring on my back and, and pulling me down. And I just want to be free. I mean, you know, certain speed limits and and this and that. It's just just living in a more free society. I mean, so many so many old blokes say, you know, how good was it in the in the, in the good old days? And you know, I, I could shoot crackers in the sky and, and do this and do that. And now you just think, oh, I'd love to be like that. And you know, it, it kind of makes you have to break the law every New Year's Eve or or whatever, just to come, just to experience that. And, and it's sad that we have to do that. Um, it's sad that we have to do that. I mean, so many so many fun things that that we'd love to achieve or love to um. To, to exercise and and play around with we can't do so that's what I kind of go for with 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 parties so the LMPs one um, the Liberal government yes I mean you can't it'll be stupid just to to say you know what Labour Liberal get rid of them I'm not going to vote for them because really they have the power I mean half of Parliament is either one or the other um, and there's only a few seats that are the minority so. Even, even with like say liberals, the, the the liberals now aren't quite true liberals. I mean, David Leinhold has said it, and it's true. They're not true liberals, but in a sense, you have to work with them. Like the NR, like the NRA works with you know the the, the big political parties in in the, in the US. We have to kind of work with ours here. And yes, yeah, so if you totally give up on one, you know, and, and just focus on the minorities. You know, you're kind of kicking yourself in the backside, and um, you know, for for change and everything. So you still have to kind of put up with that and, and work with it. All right, we're just going to go to a quick break. We will be right back with James Ferrugia on our Everyday Hunter uh, questions, and we'll be right back with James Ferrugia. Don't go anywhere. The Sporting Shooters Association of Australia proudly presents Australia's largest event for the sports shooting industry right here in Perth. The Shot Expo, December 6 and 7. For the true enthusiast, the Shot Expo showcases the professionalism and commitment to safety of sports shooting in Australia. Safety and training demos, ethical hunting and conservation, outdoor camping and archery, it's all on show. The Shot Expo, Claremont Showground, December 6 and 7. Pay on the day or go to shotexpo.com.au for sponsors, exhibitors and online bookings. This is an ad for the Liberal Democrats. But the Liberal Democrats don't want me to talk about them. They want me to talk about you. People should control governments. Governments shouldn't control people. In fact, the Liberal Democrats think the less you hear from the government, the better. Unless you're hurting someone, governments should get out of the way and let you live the life you want. The Liberal Democrats. More freedom, less government. Hey Mars, did you know there's a place in New South Wales that gun owners, hunters and sporting shooters are very familiar with? Of course Jason, that place is Horsley Park Gun Shop. That's because they've been around for 30 years and have built a reputation for being the best in the business. They have an extensive range of firearms, ammunition, gun safes, optics and accessories for all your hunting and shooting requirements. And did you know Jason, they always have bulk ammo specials? Absolutely. The friendly staff at Horsley Park Gun Shop are always there to help you and give you the best advice. Horsley Park Gun Shop are open Monday to Saturday and you can find them on the internet at hpgs.com.au. 
Come and talk to the team at Horsley Park Gun Shop at 1848 Horsley Road, Horsley Park or call them on 9620-1313. All right, James, mate, tell us, I mean, I mean, again, I'm not sure, again, if you said you're old enough to, you said you, uh, your party's there, you said, you know, who you might be voting for, um, but I said, have you been, let's talk about your, the, the pro-shooting uh, or pro-freedom parties, whatever you want to call it, have you been happy, I mean, with their performance? I mean, as again, you've already got a really good culture down there and really good support from the government, uh, have you been happy with the progress in the political arena? I mean, obviously, we've got SFP building there, as you said, Liberal Democrats. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Liberal Party, I mean, Dennis Napthine down there, Napthine, whatever you want to say his name. Yeah. Yeah. He's been doing some great stuff, you know, I mean, supporting of hunters, you know, uh, Peter Walsh there as well. So. Yeah, Peter Walsh is one to mention. He's, he's been good for us. Yeah, he's been, I mean, you guys just got it great, yeah. So, I mean, have you, have you, been, have you been happy with the political parties? This week, um, all the game hunters in, in Victoria, which is... I think it's 50 or 60,000 of us. We all got a letter um, just outlining the new formation of the this game this this game unit produced um, or that enacted or established by the by the government. It was, it was one of the promises that was um, that was promised by one of the liberal liberal governments uh, pre-election, and they and they delivered it. So by the sounds of it, I mean they they want to they want to invest not so much investigate, but they want to research and hunting and you know. Um, Increase the areas in which we can hunt, but also um, sending submissions to government. And uh, when I saw that submissions to government, I, I instantly thought of the game council. So if this this new Victorian game unit, if that is similar to the game council that was axed in, in New South Wales, that's a success because the game council was so good for hunting in New South Wales, and it's it's a pity that it that it was um, disbanded. Um, but if it was like that, if it's if it kind of runs and operates similar similar to the game council, that's awesome. I mean, there was one research paper that that the, that the game council did, which was awesome. It was in the silences. I mean, it was this massive out massive report about um, the strengths and weaknesses of, of silences and how they should be um, you know legalized for hunting and 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 and, that. and that's and that's awesome. I mean, for a body that has incident incident respect and that will be listened by government for them to be able to make you know submissions you know all that it's it's fantastic for us as hunters so peter walsh is doing a good job and um yeah hunters should be excited for the future of of um of hunting opportunities but also also law legislation in victoria hopefully um we get a, we get a bit more common sense and yeah you know, it's, it's looking good Good stuff, man. We've got a, we do a segment here on the Australian Hunting Podcast. Bit of a fun one, man. Five questions in under a minute. You reckon you can take the challenge? Ooh, I'm pretty quick, so... Um, all, right, yeah, so all right, so what I'll do when I start answering, asking the first question, we will go. So in three, two, one, all right, go. In five words or less, describe what hunting means to you. Uh, happy, peaceful, enjoyable, um, eating and kicking back. All right, favourite game species to hunt and why? Foxes, because it's very challenging. Yep, your, your proudest moment or experience you've had being a hunter and what was it? Um, probably whistling my first ever fox in front of my brother and shooting my first deer. Excellent. If you, could, first deer. Sorry, if you could hunt anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Um, oh, I'd say Victoria because Victoria is good, but if... Out of my mind, probably probably in the States, 
for elk. Nice. Favourite piece of hunting equipment you own? What is it and why? <laughs> a bit off topic now, but I'd say this portable cooker that my brother brought for like 30 bucks. We've made the best bloody meals out in the bush with that, so I'll, I'll stick with that. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> uh, you got it. 57 seconds. 57, 56. So, is that a record or not? Uh, I don't know. We've done a lot of them, man. <laughs> I'd have to go through and listen to all of them. Not a hundred... I'm not 100 percent, but uh, still, mate, you've you've answered the, uh, the 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 five questions in under one minute segment uh, correctly and under the minute. So congratulations, mate. Um, yeah, to uh, finish off, just tell us a quick something you can share with the listeners. Just a bit of a. I mean, again, you're a young hunter. You've been doing it for a while. Obviously, you've grown up in Victoria, which is a great place to hunt, mate. Tell us maybe even that fox story, which you just said your favourite uh, uh, game species to hunt, and calling in that fox. So tell us a story. I guess you'd be able to share with the audience something that sticks in your mind as a great day. Yeah, so that, that fox story was probably one that, that rings a bell with me. All right, so it was um, probably around 5.30 in the evening. So the sun, was, the sun wasn't quite down yet, but it was, it was, it was on about dusk. And we're driving around in this, in this ute on a, on a Tuesday night looking for bunnies. And um, my brother saw what, what he thought was a was a fox in the, in the, in the far distance on, off this hill. And we stopped the car and we had a look. And then I, I just full pretty much um, just nearly passed out in amazement. I mean, like, I've, I've seen rabbits, but at, uh, up until this moment, I've never shot a fox. I've seen them before, but they're so cunning and quick. I've never had the opportunity to even point my gun at them or had a good look. Um, my friends at school that, have, that do hunt, um, you know, I'm kind of a bit jealous of them because, or at the time, because they had so many stories about foxes and this and that. So it was kind of like, you know, for them it was like, you know, foxes, whatever, awesome. But for me it was like, oh, damn, you know, no foxes. But um, anyways, we um, we whistled it in and I couldn't believe it. It came in, I mean, it, it sounds pretty puss now, but at the time it was crazy. It came in and <laughs> I wouldn't believe how close it came in and just with the 22 subsonics and I was... I was scared, you know, I was using subs, and I thought, you know, maybe, you know, do, do, do these rounds have enough uh, knockdown power to take, this, to take down this big fox? And it did, I shot it, I shot it probably from about oh, 20 metres away, and right in the neck, and it just, it just collapsed, and oh, was, I just dropped the gun and ran outside and jumped the fence and picked it up, and oh, yeah, made, made my night. I took a, I've taken a photo of it too, so... <laughs> yeah, it's all good. That was that was really, that was really the best one. Yeah, I know. I, I I drew my first fox hunt too, and that was the first ever game I shot. Actually, was a fox, and oh mate, fan, never forget it. I'll never forget it. So good story, um, that mate. Uh, we'll finish off there. So I guess uh, you know, mate. Thanks for coming on the show, man, and just you know, giving us a bit of information about you know what it's like. You know, being a, a young hunter. You know, someone that's grown up in Victoria, a good a good hunting state. Uh, you know, just you know, all the information about what it's going to, you know, you've got a long, you know, I guess, uh, time left of hunting and shooting, man. So yeah. I think, you know, you'll be able to, you know, you'll get, yeah, you'll get more and more experience as time goes on. You've obviously got a lot of experience. And it's good to be able to talk to someone that's young and, you know, find out what it means to them to, you know, be, I guess, you know, which is the set, which is the part of the show, the everyday hunter, mates. Thanks for coming on the show to, you know, spread the knowledge for this uh, segment of our show. And I know a lot of people like this segment, mate. So thanks very much. No, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure, and uh, I hope that I hope the podcast um, increases in size and and more organisations get behind it. And um, yeah, it's it's a great it's a great um, great form in which 
hunters can now, um, you know, just learn about hunting and, and you know feel feel proud of their of their identity. I mean, it's awesome. It's good to hear. You know, there's there's, there's YouTube channels out there about pro shooting in Australia, and now there's a podcast. So yeah, it's pretty good. It's good to hear. You've just been educated, and this is the Australian Hunting Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next time.